insurance policy can provide a means to guarantee that the people who depend on you will be taken care of in the future. Talk to Matt and the team at Hoopy Insurance Services about obtaining coverage to ease your worries and secure financial stability for those closest to you. For over three decades, Hoopy Insurance Services has been helping people just like you get the right life insurance coverage for a cost that fits their budget. Remember, a difficult conversation today could mean peace of mind tomorrow. Find comfort in the experienced and knowledgeable staff of local agents at Hoopy Insurance Services. Call 486-7488. That's 486-7488. Or visit them on the web at hupe-insurance.com. Hoopy Insurance, their family serving your family for over 40 years. I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I receive. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. The office is always courteous. Gibson's service tech is exceptional in his attitude and performance and is friendly and efficient as he follows up and explains what he's done that day and what needs to be done if there's going to be a follow-up. Kudos to Gibson's for their outstanding service. Your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Gibson'sHeating.com. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Super Bowl 57, Chiefs, Eagles, Sunday. Coverage begins at 3 following PFW Basketball. Kickoff at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Florida is at 6.30. The only place you can listen to the game in Fort Wayne is right here. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. And don't forget to talk about it before and after the game. Weekday mornings with Caleb and Kenny at 7. Or afternoons on the Sports Rush beginning at 4. Super Bowl 57 on Fort Wayne Sports Station. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. This is a presentation of Fort Wayne High School Sports on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show. Hoopy Insurance, our family serving your family for over 40 years. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Insurance Services. A day early, usually Thursday night. Tonight, we're Wednesday night. Talking area high school basketball. Of course, tomorrow night, I have to make way for Purdue basketball. So moved up a day and talking conference championship races on the boys' side, regional weekend coming up on the girls' side. And unique this weekend for girls' hoops, of course, because regional isn't win two. Regional is just win one. Semi-state is now win two. So we'll talk about the matchups coming up. In 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A, particularly with 3A, with Garrett taking on undefeated, unblemished Twin Lakes 
in that second game at Belmont coming up on Saturday evening. Head coach of the Garrett Railroaders, Bob Lapidot, he'll join us about 6.15, 6.20 or so here on the show. We talk so much about the teams that are doing well in any season and talk to the coaches here, but what about teams that are struggling? Snyder Panthers last night dropped their 17th game of the season, 96-59 to over Blackhawk Christian. It came just three days after Snyder was able to get just their second win of the campaign, a 93-76 to victory at East Noble last Saturday. But what goes into what a trying season looks like? And we'll talk to Jeremy Roush about that at the bottom of the hour, head coach of the Snyder Panthers. Traditionally, a very good program in the SAC and in the area. Won 18 games last year. Won a sectional championship last year. Lost a lot to graduation. Usually, we talk about teams like Snyder in the city replenish that talent. But we'll talk about when your team isn't the it team in the city because things can derail south. That talent pool that seemingly at times is unlimited dries up pretty quick. And we'll talk to Coach Roush about that, the struggles of a 2-17 and 17 campaign, where his team goes from here, and really kind of get into the mind of a coach that has had a lot of success in this area and a lot of success with the Snyder Panthers that is going through a very untraditional like season when it comes to Snyder. So we'll talk to Jeremy Roush about that at the bottom of the hour. Speaking of teams looking good in the SAC, the Wayne Generals, after last night, they get a overtime win on the road at Homestead, 66 to 62. Coach Byron Pickens' team now 14-4. and four. They are 6-1 and one in the SAC. You look at the standings tied atop the league with Concordia and the Spartans, but they own the tiebreaker over Homestead, and they'll play Concordia on the 17th, a week from Friday. But, of course, before that, Concordia and Homestead will play each other this Friday. So a lot still to be decided in the SAC, but Wayne is in that position to control its own destiny. Six straight dubs, four of those over SAC opponents. Most recently, last night over Homestead, 66 to 62. We'll talk to Coach Pickens about that game last night. His team turning it around from four wins a year ago. And this was a Wayne squad. And Coach Pickens decided we're going young. We're going to start freshmen. We're going to start sophomores. They're going to take their lumps. And it's very similar to maybe where Snyder is. This year, we'll talk to Jeremy Roush about that at the bottom of the hour, is do you just go young and you build for the future, but you also need to keep the kids engaged, attentive, and dedicated to your program and not have a wandering eye to try to transfer because it's so easy to transfer in this city. Not a good situation here. Think the coach is bad. Think you're getting the short end of the stick. I'll just transfer. But Wayne last year, Coach Pickens sold his squad on putting in the work, taking their lumps, and now look at them, 14-4 and four and in first place in the SAC. So we'll talk to Coach Pickens about that approach as well as talk to Jeremy Roush about it as well. 46862 on the text line, 46862. What's on your mind? 
in terms of high school basketball in the area. Do you like the new format in 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 the regional round? And we will see it this weekend on the girls' side. We'll see it in March with the boys with the single game regional as opposed to multi-game. And then we'll see in semi-state that multi-game format, playing in the morning, winning, coming back at night. Do you like that setup? And basically the switch of the fields in regional and semi-state. Let us know how you feel, 46862. Any questions about area high school basketball, let us know on the text line. Looking at the girls' regional matchups coming up this weekend. There's a lot of local flavor in these games. You start in Class 4A at Marion, Homestead and Fishers. Fishers at 23-2 and and a very, very impressive basketball team. But you look at Homestead being able to get it done Recently, with three straight wins over the likes of Columbia City, Wayne, Huntington North, all double-digit win teams, and Homestead playing arguably their best basketball of the season at the right time. But they'll have to take on Fishers, a squad that, of its two losses, one was to Snyder right around Thanksgiving. So can the Homestead Spartans find something that the Panthers were able to do and do it against Fishers? The other regional game in 4A at Marion, Snyder, and Harrison on Lafayette. Snyder 20 and 4, Harrison at 16 and 9. At Belmont, Hamilton Heights 19 and 5 will take on Norwell 21 and 3. That second game at night, we'll talk to Coach Bob Lapidot about this here shortly. Twin Lakes undefeated 26 and 0. They'll take on Garrett at 14 and 11 in that other regional game at Belmont. Class 2A, Bishop Lures. The Knights, despite being under 500 in the regular season, find a way in the Bluffton sectional, capture a sectional championship. They will take on Lafayette Central Catholic at LaPel on Saturday evening for a regional championship. And we don't have a team in 1A. The closest team playing in 1A, Southwood at 19-5. and They'll play at Westdale against Try. Try just that single loss on the season. But wanted to kind of circle back and we're going to talk to coach Byron Pickens in a little bit, a little later in the hour, but about the changing of the guard a little bit in the SAC. And last night, that back and forth game between Homestead and Wayne. And I root for stories. I root for storylines. I root for good stories. I root for also variety. And I found myself late in that game last night rooting for the Wayne Generals. And it's nothing against Chris Johnson, nothing against the Homestead Spartans. I just felt, man, Homestead's had its time. It had its, it's been in the limelight since it joined the SAC. It's won this thing four out of the seven years. It's been in the sack, at least a share, four of the seven years. What about Wayne? Wayne hasn't won an SAC, nor have they tied for the SAC championship since 2000. 23 years. And there's been some good Wayne teams over the years. Coach Aaron Rare had some some really solid Wayne teams in the in the 2010s. But man, as that game's going down the stretch, and I'm looking at it and 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 blow for blow and and Wayne scoring, Homestead scoring, it was just a back and forth battle. It was a great game, went to overtime. I'm thinking, man, 
this, if, if, if Homestead wins, it's going to be very difficult for anybody to knock him off of the sack, except maybe Concordia. That game comes up on Friday. But it just felt like you were rooting for Wayne there. I was. 23 years without an SAC title. Haven't clinched it yet, of course, but a big step forward in trying to clinch that. The city, it, it hits different in the city. When we talk about the SAC and hoops and football, when you have teams that aren't traditionally up at the top end of the standings winning championships or competing for championships. Right now we sit here and the two teams with the best chance right now, Wayne and Concordia. Wayne hasn't won an SAC since 2000. Concordia hasn't won one since 2013. That's great. Of the last, let's see, going back to 2010, 12 championships for Homestead, Carroll, Northside, and Snyder combined in the SAC. Now, of course, some of those are shared, but outright or shared 12 championships amongst those four teams since 2010. None for Concordia. Uh, excuse me, one for Concordia. So this is going back to 2015, excuse me. So 12 of the last, of the last since 2015, 12 of the championships have been won by those four teams. And of course, I'm factoring in ties and shared. None by Wayne, none by Concordia. So some different flavor at the top of the SAC. Hits different. It's great to see. And Wayne, with, with the, the clutch play of Javon Lewis down the stretch, four seconds to go, attacks the basket after a game-tying three-pointer by Will Jamison. Just an absolute great shot by Homestead to pull the game tied with about 20 seconds left to go, about 15 seconds left to go in overtime. But no hesitation for Wayne. No timeout, nothing. Just got the ball inbounds. Yvonne Lewis attacked. And then Wayne goes up. Two technical free throws for Wayne Generals. Caps it. Four points. Up of the SAC. Concordia, it's not been as long but it's been the better part of a decade since the last were atop the SAC. Concordia will host Homestead uh, on Friday. Excuse me, Homestead will, will host that game. We'll play Concordia uh, at the New Jim at Homestead High School. Wayne will take on Southside on Friday, and then the SAC championship could come, very well come down to next Friday night at Wayne, Concordia Cadets, and the Wayne Generals. We'll talk to Coach Byron Pickens of the Wayne Generals a little later in the Coach Bob Lapidot of the Garrett Railroaders will join us after the break. We'll talk about his team's sectional championship over the weekend. Just how good is Bailey Kellum in program history and more. When we come back, you're listening to a special Wednesday edition of the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Insurance Services here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Before the big game this weekend, stop into Christopher James Menswear in Covington Plaza for the biggest sale of the year. The Christopher James Menswear Super Sale is this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Doors open Thursday at 10 a.m. All fall and winter clearance merchandise is 50 to 75% off. Sale includes a large selection of suits, sport coats, pants, and shirts. It also includes sweaters, denim, shoes, accessories, and much more. All 50 to 75% off for three days only at the Christopher James Menswear Super Sale in Covington Plaza. 
If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge many of us don't think about. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to see one veteran with special needs one time per year. Visit willyouseeonevet.org to learn more. That's willyouseeonevet.org. Why? Why take a chance? Why risk a mistake? Why say something? We all have reasons why we choose to ignore the things that give us pause, that seem out of place, that don't feel right. The word why can either paralyze us or empower us to stand up and protect what we love. So if you see something, why do you say something? I see safe for my family. I see safe for my friends. I see say for my students. We see say for each other. I see say because all of this matters. We all have something worth protecting. A why that unifies this community we're all a part of. So protect your everyday. Report suspicious activity to local authorities. If you see something, say something. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVETS highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit AMVETS.org. This is the Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody. Justin Kenny here in a special Wednesday edition of the High School Coaches Show here talking area high school basketball. We'll talk some SAC hoops coming up later. Jeremy Rausch and Byron Pickens will join us between now and the top of the hour, but we're talking girls high school basketball, girls regional basketball right now, and welcoming Garrett head coach Bob Lapidot to the show. Coach, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Coach. Congratulations. A, a sectional championship and came down to, uh, you know, one of some of the most ex exciting play in sports, the two free throws to decide the game towards the end. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really in, in two different ways, Bailey had two that we – we really wanted her to miss or to make, excuse me. And then Delaney had a couple where with 0.9 seconds, you kind of hope she misses because that's pretty tough as, as opposed to taking it out of bounds and having a chance to throw it the full length of the court. So kind of a, a weird situation, but uh, both kids did their job. And, and here we are with a chance to win the regional. Take us through those two day, days, coach, because it was a hard fought game against Concordia in the cage. Uh, who's the host site, and then having to turn it around and play 
Woodland, who is a 20-win uh, team and, and is very solid with Coach Cobb. So a, a very um, difficult, challenging 24 hours for you. Yeah, it definitely was. And, you know, even Concordia was a quick turnaround from our annual sectional battle with the goal, it <laughs> seems like. And, uh, you know, Concordia was, you know, on Sagarin was ranked number one in the conference. They, they obviously are in the sectional. They have a great schedule. Uh, playing at home, a team that can really score the basketball. And I thought, you know, we came out and we limited them to 12 points in the in the first half. And, and we kind of hung on in the second half. You know they're going to score. And, um, you know, Bailey just put on a, an unbelievable performance with 33 points and 13 rebounds. And, you know, Kelsey Bergman did a really good job and got a double-double. And, um, you know, we did our job. But, and then that turnaround was definitely quick against a, a 20-win team, like you said. It's, it's really well coached. And, you know, we come out and hold them to 10 in the first half and build an 18-point lead that was just just enough to hang on and, and win. But, man, I just couldn't be prouder of the job that we did, you know. Our sectional is always really tough, and this year probably by ranking it wasn't as high. But, I mean, there were some teams in there that thought they had a chance to go a long way, and, and we had to play them all. So I, I'm just so proud of our kids. And, Coach, you were able to knock off Woodland by a single point. You did that in early November to start the season. How much can you take out of a game, the first game of the season even, uh, and, and then turn around and play a team in the postseason, that very same team? Was, was there much – Teams change so much within three months. I just I don't know how much you can take out of one game to prepare for the other. Yeah, you know we we really did. Like the young Canoobla girl was you know kind of a being a freshman was new to us in that first game, and I think we really learned a lot about the way they were going to play us, and they pretty much played us the exact same way. Um, so we you know a lot of what we prepared for and saw was you know, and you're right. Usually you can't take much from from November to. February, but it really, it worked out pretty good for us. And, you know, we did nothing the same uh, going into that game. We went with the triangle and two and, and did some different things. We played man to man in the first game and God, we haven't played man to man in a month now. So, <laughs> um, you know, we, we've changed a lot and evolved, but you have that with the type of team we had compared to the experienced, you know, solid team that Gary had coming back, you're going to do what you do and you won 20 games. So why would you change it? And for us, you know, we were up and down and, and until we finally found what we could be really good at, and now we've excelled at it in the last month. But, you know, I think for us, it was a lot more important that first game than it was for them. Coach Bob Lapidot of the Garrett Raritors joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. Coach, at this point of the season, and you've been through a lot of these in your career, just over 12 years, don't want to make you feel older or anything, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the most important Thing, uh, in games at this point of the season to have success? What does it come down to? The little things. Rebound, yeah. take care of the basketball, value every possession, uh, and, and then make free throws. You know, it, it definitely does. And people preach that and they think it's just, you know, coach talk, but but it really is. I mean, and like I told somebody Saturday night, everybody says, oh, you, you know, you win the game. Yeah, no, you can win the game or lose the game at any point. You can't tell me that 28 to 8 to 28 to 10 at halftime there was not the reason why we won that game. I mean, yes, we did some things down the stretch, but, you know, if you're not up 18 when they make that run that they made, you're going to be in trouble. So, you know, valuing every second and valuing every possession for the whole game, and that's really, truly what we preached, and it paid off big in both the Concordia and Woodland game. Coach, you've, you've, uh, you've coached a lot of really good players in your career. Where does Bailey rank? She has to be the best. 
I mean, she just, um, you know, she has just developed and developed and developed. And, and every year we've asked her to change and, and add something to her game. And, um, you know, she's had to, to become a point guard for a lot of the time this year. And, I mean, the, the amount of things that she's done and, and played on both ends of the floor and, and learned to play with fouls and, and everything. I mean, we've had so many good players, and it's obviously not a slight to, to anybody whatsoever. Um, but, you know, somebody's always the best, and, and, and I just I have a hard time thinking Bailey's not. And those performances she put on Friday and Saturday, I've never seen anything better. Yeah, one of the, the the best players that we've seen in in a long time, um, out of Garrett, definitely, but definitely one of the top three players, in my opinion, in the entire area and probably northern half of the state here this season. But, Coach, it's a bit different preparing for regional. You only have to prepare for one game, win or lose. Uh, how does that change your preparation, if any? Oh, well, I mean, it, it really – it doesn't change it a lot. It just, you know, you just won 32 minutes from a regional championship is great, especially for a team like ours. I, I don't think I would have liked this format last year, uh, but for this team, you know, just to have a chance to go in there and, and just play one game and focus all your energy and effort into one game. And, you know, it's, it's a night game, so it's a normal routine and everything like that. So I, I really like it for, for the setup of our team and, and uh, just really excited to have an opportunity to, to be one win from exactly the same place we were last year is kind of crazy to think about. I have to feel that uh, you, you feel good about the regional, but then if you get to the semi-state, you're like, well, this is dumb. It should, it should be go back to the one-game one format. So it kind of depends on what side you are. Right. Uh, well, and that's what I say. It, you know, the, the big favorite like we were last year, I don't want to play a morning game in a semi-state and have two hours to get ready for South Bend, Washington. Yeah, yeah right. Like, I mean, we had a week, and I'm not sure we were ready. But um, so, yeah, that's. But for for the underdog, for us, man, and you're just you want to just focus one game at a time, and this makes it real easy. And I mean, if you get to semi-state at this point, you're like, hey, I mean, just just keep putting the the icing on the cake for us. Coach Bob Lapidot, Garrett Railroaders, joining us. Say, hey, coach, let's talk about that opponent coming up on Saturday. It's a very good one. Twin Lakes. They're undefeated at 26 and 0. They average over 62 points a game. They don't allow very many points, uh, sub 40. Uh, it's a group that has a mix of, of experience, but also some, some girls in the underclass that really are their scoring leaders. So when you look at the Indians and what you're preparing for, I guess where does it start with them? Well, they can shoot the three, and they can run a little bit. Um, defensively, it's, it's nothing special. They just play half-court man-to-man. Um, I feel like, obviously, for us, it, it has to start on the defensive end. We have to hold them to 50 or less, um, and that's obviously a tall task. But, you know, like I said, our last three sectional games were 12-12-10 and 10 in the first half. So, you know, if we can, if we can hold them to – 20 or so and put a little game pressure on them. You know, they've, they've never won a sectional before. They've never played in the regional. So um, they got to travel a long way. So there's a lot of things that can play into it. And, and as I tell my team, I, I'd rather be the team that is really good on defense because it's, it's harder to struggle that way. You know, if the shots aren't falling and you rely only on your offense, it makes the game a lot tougher. So I think, you know, if we can focus on our defense and, and have Bailey carry us and the others kind of do the, the little things and chip in where they can like we did in the, against Woodland, you know, I really, really think we'll be there in the fourth quarter. 
Coach, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you about some of your other girls. And 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 Madison, Maddie has been very good for you. The other senior, I kind of feel sorry that everybody always talks about Bailey and sometimes yeah. forgets about Maddie. But she's been good for you. But also that junior class has been key too. And maybe not uh, not necessarily on the on the scorecard and in, in the statistics, but just the little things and, and really setting that uh, groundwork to allow Bailey to do what she does. Oh, man, you're not kidding. Like, Maddie has, has developed into the point guard that we thought she could be and take some pressure off of, of Bailey. And, you know, the other seniors, Ada Haynes, she had 13, three big threes in the championship game. But, you know, you talk about an Emma Lapata who's been in a boot since the Friday that we played Lakeland. Um, her ankle is – she hurt her ankle, and she's in a boot, and she shows up and plays, and she played 64 straight minutes in the two – Friday and Saturday night games. She never came out of either game, and wow. just just a you know a huge cog in our defense. And Brooklyn Jacobs has helped her there, and you know Kelsey Bergman has had a lot. She had a triple double this year. She's had some double doubles inside, and then she got in foul trouble, and Delaney Hickson comes in for us. Hadn't played the whole tournament and rips down 14 boards and plays the entire second half and gets the biggest rebound of the season on the missed free throw that that secured the win for us. So we're getting. The, the contributions that we had to wait for everybody to fit their role. And that's why we were up and down early on in the season. And, and now everybody's comfortable. And I'm telling you, I see the look and I, I know the look and I see it in their faces and I see it in the way they're practicing. And we just can't wait for Saturday to get here. Coach, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot, buddy. Congratulations on the sectional championship. And then Saturday night at Belmont Garrett versus twin lakes. Good luck coach. Thanks. And thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. That was Coach Bob Lapidot of the Garrett Railroaders joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. His team, 14-11, and 11, they'll take on undefeated Twin Lakes. But as Coach said, the Indians, they have to travel a long time. That's their first second. I just kind of feel bad for Garrett. Last year, they had to eventually run into South Bend, Washington, who's now up in 4A. And uh, that was a challenge, to say the least. South Bend, Washington, one of the most dominant high school girls basketball teams you will see uh, in this state anytime, anywhere. Uh, and they're up in 4-8. Now you have to play an undefeated Twin Lakes team coming up on Saturday. The benefit of the regional now, you just need one win to get to the semi-state round of the tournament. Going to take a break. We'll come back, talk to Jeremy Roush, head coach of the Snyder Panthers. When we come back, a special Wednesday edition of the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Insurance Services here at 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Get the latest knife info from one of the country's premium knife shops, Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. There's a reason customers drive hours just to shop at Blademan's in Fort Wayne. Hi, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop, and I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to see the area's best selection of quality knives. We have Benchmade, Spyderco, Microtech, Protech, Pogue, Zero Tolerance, Medford Knife and Tool, ADV Tactical, Tour Knives, and many more. We also have a great selection of custom knives. Can't get out to the store or prefer to shop online? Check out our great selection on blademansknifeshot.com. We pride ourselves on fast shipping because no one wants to wait weeks for their new knife. We update our online inventory daily so you know you're ordering in-stock product that will be shipped within one business day and shipping is always free for orders over $100. So check us out on blademansknifeshot.com or stop by the store in the shops of Scout Road and have a cup of coffee on me. Be in the know and follow Blademans on Facebook and Instagram today. 10% discount to police and military and now you can see the collection of Shun Knives, the finest in kitchen color. Available at Blademans Knife Shop in the shops of Scott Road. 
I got to tell you, two of my biggest fears in life is putting things in my body I don't know about or getting put under for major surgery. So how do I leave all the body pain that I have? Well, there is a way. Hey, it's Mike Rags. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting treatment. They use highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. If you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or injury, you need to call QC Kinetics. Don't assume that steroids and surgery are your only option. Times have changed and regenerative medicine can get you moving again with no downtime. Stop taking the pain meds and discover this remarkable alternative that pro athletes have been using for years. Thanks to QC Kinetics, this amazing treatment option is now available for folks like you and me who are sick and tired of joint pain. Don't put this off any longer. Spring is coming and you want to enjoy all life has to offer. Call QC Kinetics now. Get a free consultation with local medical professionals. Call 260-333-9383. That's 260-333-9383. 260-333-9383. Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody. Justin Kenny here on a special Wednesday edition of the High School Coaches Show. We had to make room for Purdue basketball coming up tomorrow as it would be Purdue out at Iowa to take on the Hawkeyes. Coverage begins at 6 o'clock tomorrow. It'll be High School Hockey Night in Fort Wayne tonight, 9 o'clock. Carol and Leo, you can listen to that game here, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Boys basketball coming up on Friday. Pivotal game in the SAC, Concordia and homestead the coverage there will begin 7 30 on friday evening talking area high school basketball and started talking some sac basketball with our buddy coach jeremy roush head coach of the snyder panthers coach how are you good man how you doing we're doing well coach and and i said at the jump we usually talk to coaches that are having a good years in terms of wins and losses but i wanted to talk to you to, because traditionally the Snyder Panthers are up there, and this year's been a little bit different, a bit of a transition year and, and rebuilding and whatever you want to call it. So I thought I'd pick your mind about that. And and But first off, congratulations getting a dub over East Noble over the weekend. Uh, that had to be big for your guys. Yeah, it was. It was good to see the hard work paying off. And, uh, you know, we didn't expect to be kind of go through that drought. We knew we were starting over in some sense and only, you know, only returning, you know, a couple guys with varsity experience, but, um, thought we let a few slip away throughout the course of the year. And, and then it just kind of snowballed, but, you know, credit the guys. Cause honestly, like they brought it every day. They're great kids. Uh, they're hard workers. It's not easy, you know, and, and it, it's been a perspective that I haven't had either. Um, and so we're trying to navigate this together and make sure we keep everybody's you know, kind of staying on the same page and everybody encouraged um, and just aware that that there are there are still achievable goals and we're still shooting for that. And, and at the end of the day, we want to be the best team that we can be on, on each given night, you know, regardless of the scoreboard on the previous night. So it was, that was an encouraging victory for us. We feel like um, we're in a pretty decent place with how we're playing. Uh, and like I said, with our with our general spirit, um, which can be uh, which can be tough throughout the course of the year, and and you know who knows that that's the thing about March is is you get a a decent draw or or uh, you know put a couple games together and you're cutting down the nets after all. 
And Coach, you hit on, on something that I wanted to talk to you about, the mental aspect of things, and it's a fickle city. And when you win, when you're winning, everybody wants to play for you. And when you're losing, nobody wants to play for you. And you can have a lot of kids and even a lot of parents over the course of a season mentally check out or or worse. What's how difficult is that in 2023 when you're two and 17 to keep these kids working? And I imagine it has to take a special type of kid to go through the grind of a season like this as well. A special type of kid and a special family, man. And I tell you what, we have had zero issues with guys being disconnected from the team with parents being disconnected from what's good for the for the program i mean um, we had the team over at the house and uh, i mean at, after uh, after our east noble game and we we caught the girls i still live in auburn so we caught the girls uh, sectional championship all together as a team and just and my wife said it just a collection of the high character people that offered to clean them clean up everything that that we're great with my sons. I mean, and and that's that's a credit to the family. So, I mean, basketball aside, just the high character of people and culture that we have at Snyder has honestly made this. You know, it, it's made this tolerable. You never you never want to say that that you don't mind losing, but these are the exact type of people that it would take to to get through a season like this. And coach, we're going to talk to Byron Pickens here in a little bit. He went through this as er, as recently as last year, started some, mm-hmm. some young kids, some freshmen and sophomores, four wins over the season. Now they're in the catbird seat in the SAC. So can you yep. use that as a lesson too, is keep grinding, especially with your younger kids. Like, hey, this can turn around and turn around pretty quick. Oh, for sure. And, and there's definitely optimism for the, the future, for sure. But, you know, we always say that, Old people focus too much on the past, and young people focus too much on the future, and successful people focus on the present. So, you know, we just try to stay locked in, and we owe it to the seniors and the guys who've been in the program to, to give them the best experience and the best possible team that we can put out on the floor. And, and you know, we've we've continued to get better, and we hope to be playing our best when it matters the most. A couple of seniors that have been big for you, the Billings, the Billings employees, and and is it Kieran that leaves you in, in scoring? But... Um, you know, Billingsley, Kieran is a junior, but you also have uh, Kadrell that's a senior. So how have those guys kind of maybe led the way? Because, you know, looking in it, they're two of probably the guys with the most playing time coming back. Yeah, well, Kadrell was uh, injured. He played the first game of the year that's and the right. last game of the year last that's year. Right. So it was varsity basketball was still pretty new. And But Kieran was, Kieran is um, the coach on the floor. And he knows the game as well as anybody, probably player and coach, included um and Kidrell is the absolute heart of the team and uh so having those guys and with the high character that they are um as our leaders has has been exceptional you know the other thing that they don't tell you when you go through a season like this is it's a tough thing from a coach's standpoint do you do you change things you know, at what point do you start looking at doing something different? Are you going to lose three in a row and then you start changing? Or do you trust what you're doing and you keep doing more? And then if you lose eight in a row, then what are you going to do? And then you lose 12 in a row, and then what do you do? So so we're, we're trying to find things. We're trying to tweak things without made, making wholesale changes because with every change comes a learning curve. Um, and so what I say that all to say that those two guys especially have embraced everything we've done, have embraced how we're doing it, and have communicated it to their teammates in a way that has has been able to 
kind of allow our job as coaches to be as, as tolerable as possible. You bring up a great point, Coach, in terms of being able to to maybe not be as introspective, and and for you is like, am I just am I am I coaching these kids wrong? Am I doing something wrong? And, and sure. you don't want to put it all in the kids either. But I'm sure there's been a lot of restless nights. Like what what what's what's here that I'm not seeing that we should be doing? No question. Well, they they challenge you because you ask them to do something and they do everything that they can to do it. So then it's like, okay, is this the right thing, or is it? I mean, it's it's been it's been a learning process. I've grown as a person. I've grown as a coach. Um, and like I said, because of who they are and, and I love it here at Snyder and we have not, we've, we've had tremendous support. I mean, anybody who watches us sees how hard we play, sees how enthusiastic we play for each other. You would never know our record based on, based on our energy and our effort and our attitude. Um, and so we, we, we believe in what we're doing. And, uh, like I said, with a couple tweaks here and there, I mean, we feel like we could be as great a threat as anybody in the section. Coach, you look at this, the SAC, and I don't think outsiders don't truly understand how how crazy this league is in terms of how quickly things can can go up or down. And you looked at when Shabazz Kalik left Northside, that collapsed, and and Coach Andrews has had to need multiple years to build it back up. Marty Beasley leaves Carroll, and last year only a couple wins uh, for the Chargers and Ryan Abbott's first season. We talked about Wayne. It's just, it's an insane league, an insane city, is that things, when, when, when you slip, you can slip far, and then it can be very difficult to climb back up. And what are the challenges in this league? Because with open enrollment and all that, and just the fickle beast that is kids and parents, it's like, man, when it goes south, it can go south in a hurry, and it can be extremely difficult to climb your way back up. Yeah, I suppose. Um and, and we don't get we don't get caught up too much in the the transiency of of players throughout the city and that type of thing. And in some ways, we kind of control what we can control. Um, and you never know. I mean, that's it's one of those things where we're kind of starting from scratch. So um, you know, a lot of times, those types of teams will end up with a player or two at their door that they're not expecting because you know all of a sudden a, a team is needing some players to contribute at a high level. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just. We focus on player development. We really believe that the best way to make our teams better is to make our players better. So uh, we do have some youth. We do have some guys that we feel like we can that can play a lot of minutes for you know the next few years. Um, we've got a couple sophomores that are starting, uh, and obviously a junior in, in Tehran, and then a junior in Boston that's playing and, and starting most of the games now. So uh, the, the future is definitely bright, um, but it's challenging in the moment. At, at the same time, it really tests the, the resiliency of the guys. So, um, you know, I think that they're better from it. I think that, that you know, it's because it's not like we have losing people. You know, most of our guys are football players that, that were one play away from going to the state championship. Um, they know what it takes to win. They know what it takes to win in basketball. We're, you know, we're not far removed from cutting down the nets as well. And a lot of those guys were in the practice every day. Almost all those guys were in practice every day. Um, knowing the grind, knowing how long of a basketball season it is. And that's what, to answer your question, that that's kind of the most challenging part is it's just a long, grueling, <laughs> emotionally, physically, mentally exhausting season where at the end of the year, the teams, and Coach Sampson always said this at IU when I was with him, he said in March, you, you play as long as you want to. Some teams are physically, mentally, emotionally done, and some teams just play with a renewed spirit. Well, what do we have to lose? Like, sure. been beaten down for months. We'll be ready in March. I mean, we've taken a punch. So that's what we're encouraged about. 
Coach, you bring up a, a great point. It'll be my, my final question, really. When you look at this group and you say, okay, I got some young kids that in a couple of years, maybe as soon as next year, they'll, they'll, they'll be a bigger aspect, a bigger part of things. How do you balance trying to not necessarily play for the future, but prep for the future without compromising this year's team? Well, and that's been, that's been a question too. It's, and, and it's, it's an inadvertent probably dilemma that we have because uh, it's probably more the perception on the outside than we, when we start going a little younger. Um, but the fact is these guys are battling every day in practice and, and when you have a team that loses so many games straight or you have a team that's 2-17, and 17, the fact of the matter is consistency is a big problem. So whether it's a senior or a junior or a sophomore or a freshman, who's going to bring it, who's going to produce, all of those things get varied and inconsistent throughout the course of a long season. And so you just by default try to look for other answers and look for younger guys and different guys. And, you know, we only have, we only have uh, three seniors anyway. So, um, you know, when we start kind of looking around for other solutions, they do just kind of turn out to be younger guys. All right, buddy. Always a pleasure. You get Bishop Lures coming up uh, later this week. So uh, talk about that matchup and preparing for the Knights. Well, they're, and they're, they're in a very similar situation and by personnel and by, you know, they were struggling there for a little bit and got them a win recently. But, um, and, and they've had some good wins early on in the year. I got to see them. You know, both of us are kind of perimeter-oriented. Both of us are kind of scramble, um, try to try to disrupt the other team. So it'll be a fast-paced affair. It'll be one of those where the team that kind of gets off the three-point line and, and plays a little more connected and, and structured defensively um, will will be the team that will prevail. I expect a battle, though. It's going to be a it's going to be a tough one. It'll be one that both teams both teams kind of think that they can win. So you know, it's going to be a it'll be a fight. All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. We'll catch up with you. I just take care. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. That was Coach Jeremy Roush of the Snyder Panthers. Unique perspective from Coach Roush. This is a guy in a program that's used to success and won a sectional last year, 18 wins, four straight seasons of double-digit victories for Coach Roush and the Snyder Panthers and sitting just 2-17 and 17 this year. And in the city, that's tough because – it is a the SAC is a fickle beast, and when you fall, you can fall hard, and it can take a while to climb back up. The key for Snyder and Coach Roush is to prepare for the coming seasons and and very much make this a mirage and just a one year thing. But we'll talk to a coach after the break that had to build a lot from uh, really the ground up. And Coach Rare did a great job at Wayne, but Byron Pickens took over a program, and he said, hey, we're going to go young and play some talented guys, and they're going to take their lumps, and it's worked out for them. The Generals, 14 wins. They sit atop the SAC standings right now at 6-1 and one after the win last night over Homestead. We'll talk to Coach Pickens about it when we come back on the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Make plans for the 36th annual Baby Fair and Family Expo on February 25th. It's bigger and better than ever with resources for expected moms, new parents, and caregivers. Shopping, education, entertainment, free activities, and prize giveaways all day long, including a designer handbag and a chance to roll the dice to win $10,000. Kids can play with thousands of Legos and experience kick darts, live animals, bounce houses, balloon artists, face painting, puppet shows, meet Mickey and Minnie, and more. 
more, all in the colossal kids' kingdom. The first 200 people, 18 or older, through the door will each be handed up to $500 in cash. Also, register for the Diaper Dash, a crawling contest where one family will walk away with diapers for a year. All the fun and excitement takes place on Saturday, February 25th from 9 to 3 at the Memorial Coliseum. And best of all, admission is free. Find all the details at WMEE.com. It's the Baby Fair and Family Expo on Saturday, February 25th at the Memorial Coliseum. Kid-friendly, mom-approved. The 42nd Annual Fort Wayne Boat Show and Sail. Coming to the Memorial Coliseum February 9th through the 12th. It's the first sign of spring with the boat show. It's the only boat show this year, and it's your chance to see boat dealers from Indiana and Michigan. All inside the Memorial Coliseum where it's warm. There's something special to see each day at the Fort Wayne Boat Show. Register for your chance to win daily giveaways. Go to FortWayneBoatShow.com. The boat show is coming better Life is better with a boat. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. Co-Heating and Air Conditioning, your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, one family owned and still going strong for 60 years. Decade after decade, Co-Heating and Air has been known for providing quality heating and cooling services that ensure your family stays comfortable year-around. That's no accident. That's a legacy of customer care, excellence, and relationships that have endured from generation to generation. Go with who you know. Go with Co. Proud to be your American Standard dealer. Find them at CoHeatCool.com today. This is the Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody. High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. Special Wednesday edition here of the High School Coaches Show. We have to make room tomorrow for Purdue and Iowa. The Boilermakers heading on the road out to Iowa City to take on the Hawkeyes. Coverage starts tomorrow at 6 o'clock Thursday. Uh, once again, tomorrow night, Purdue and Iowa. Friday night, it'll be Concordia and Homestead. Boys basketball, you can listen to that here. 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM, a pivotal game in the SAC. That will be, but also a pivotal game in the SAC came last night. It came at Homestead and emerging the winner in overtime, the Wayne Generals, a 66-62 win. Head coach of the Generals, Coach Byron Pickens. Coach, how are you? I'm well. How about yourself, Justin? Not bad, Coach. Congratulations on a, a really gutsy and gritty and all those cliche word win last night and very impressive with you guys down the stretch. Trading blows with Homestead. Will Jamison hits that clutch three, and then Javon Lewis just goes all the way down and, and gets that bucket that proved to be the game winner. Uh, congratulations. A huge win for you guys, and I'm sure it was a very energetic and excited postgame locker room. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we we celebrated. We um 
we were very happy about the win, but today is a new day. We have to focus on our next next task, which is Saladine. And it's been a, a really great run for you guys. Take me back to last year, and you guys went young, and I don't know if, if that was by necessity or, or you really choosing to do that. And a challenging season. We just talked to Coach Jeremy Roush going through a challenging season at Snyder, and he said, man, it's very difficult to, to have the right kids in the right places to go through a season like this. And you did, and now you're reaping the dividends. Absolutely. Well, um, last year, um, my motto was always to put the, the, the best players on the varsity team, and unfortunately, those were the younger guys. Um, so uh, I, um, I let them know that, you know, this is going to be a challenging season. You know, uh, we didn't say that we were going to lose, but we, we, we knew that we were going to take some lessons because the SAC then was, uh, you know, senior heavy. Um, so, you know, we kind of prepared them for, for what, what was upcoming, uh, but we also had goals uh, that, that were attainable for them. Um, and uh, I, I just feel like we're reaping the benefits of that right now. How tough was last year? I mean, did, what, what, did you have to navigate some things? Uh, both on the floor and, and with young guys trying to keep them engaged? Or was this a group that was uh, really soaking it all in last year despite the struggles on the court? Uh, uh, kind of both. Uh, it was a group that was soaking it all in. Uh, those guys really wanted to win. Um, and I think that's why you see so much passion on the floor now uh, because they're, they're taking a lot of the losses that they took last year personal this year. Uh, so, um, you know, it was more about, you know, telling them just to get better, keep growing. Uh, you know, uh, keep getting better, keep grinding. Um, and, you know, right now they, they have just matured so much. Um, and honestly, we're, we're a little ahead of schedule, if you ask me. Yeah, Coach, when you look at it, and, and Lewis was, was the big hero yesterday, and, but you looked at, at Dillard and, and Comer and, and Chase Barnes, all these guys, sophomores, but they don't play like sophomores. And I imagine last year playing all the games that they did has a big, big part of that. Absolutely. Um, you know, playing against some of the, the top competition that we had to play against, uh, you know, you got Fletcher Lawyer, Carson Jenkins, uh, Jalen Jackson, uh, just to name a few. You know, those guys, uh, you know, they they they, uh, they played the big brother role, um, and we, we kind of learned by almost baptism by fire. Uh, so now we feel like we're, we're, we're battle-tested because we played against that those high-caliber type of players. Uh, so... So this year, you know, it almost feels like an extra boost of confidence uh, without those uh, those older guys on the court. Got a lot of underclassmen out there, but uh, break down what Monty Smith Jr. means to this team. One of the few seniors that gets significant minutes. You know what? He's um he's actually our calm. Uh, you know, we we put Monty in a certain situations on defense where we just knows he's he's going to be there. Um, and it's great to have a guy like Monty who who is uh, so selfless. Uh, he doesn't care about getting the most points. Um, he he kind of just wants his little brothers to get the spotlight. Um, he's he's going to make the college coach very happy one day. Coach Byron Pickens of the Wayne Generals joining us here. And coach, last night we saw you were able to force a lot of turnovers, and and we know the ball protection is a big thing in a in a close game like this. But did you feel like you could speed Homestead up a little bit, maybe force some mistakes that you guys were able to capitalize on last night? You know what, uh, Justin? Um, that that's part of our strength, where we feel like we can get if we can get everyone to play our speed. Um, you know, something that we're comfortable doing um, that that we are, we we possibly can win the game. Um, and we know that Homestead wanted to slow us down. Um, we didn't have HK yesterday because he was dealing with a, a, a ankle injury. Um, 
so we, we, we wanted to put their bigs in a, in a situation where they had to run with us. Uh, so, you know, I'm just blessed to have the guards and the, the, I guess the wings that we had yesterday that were able to battle with the, the big guys. Um, and the game was a fast-paced game, and it just worked out in our favor. Coach, you guys have now won six straight games, most recent, of course, being last game, last night's game against Homestead. You beat Blackhawk Christian as well. And and you had a bit of a layoff between Blackhawk Christian and Homestead. Did you put that to good use? Uh, yeah, we did. Um, we actually we worked on a lot of ourselves, uh, things that we probably need to work on. Uh, we know that we're, we're good in the transition, but we wanted to work in the half court, work against some zones. Um, now, we didn't see Homestead play a lot of zones. Uh, but I figure if we play them in the uh, in the sectionals, that that's been their bread and butter. Uh, so we just got to prepare for that. So uh, we learned a little bit about that. Got some some free throws up. Um, so we we took the time uh, and we focused on Homestead uh, a lot uh, because we know that you know in order to, to win a conference and win a sectional, um, you got to go through them. So we we tried to watch a lot of film on them, um, and it it turned out to to, to really work for us. Coach, you guys just won a big game. Uh, me as an outsider, I have the luxury of saying, oh, next Friday will be a huge game against Concordia. But you have to make sure your guys aren't looking ahead and you guys are ready for Southside. Southside has went on the road and beat Marion this year. They were close to beating Homestead on the road this year. They battled Concordia tough. So this is a big challenge for, for the Archers. Can't uh, uh, you know judge them by the record. So how do you ensure your guys are ready to play on Friday? Uh, we just tell our boys that every game is a championship game. Uh, we can't look past anyone. Uh, honestly, our, um, our historically we're not built that way. We, you know, we we have to take every game seriously. Uh, so we're we're not we're not satisfied with the wins, um, and we're we're still hungry. So we know that uh, Southside is going to give us their a, a big punch, uh, just as well as Concordia. Um, so we're just we're preparing for every game just like we prepare for Homestead. Uh, you know, every game is a, a number one seed game, a, a, a must win game. Uh, so. You know, we don't take anything lightly. Coach, it's been 23 years since Wayne has captured an SAC championship. When does that? When is that mentioned by Coach Pickens? Is it not until Concordia? Have you mentioned that any? Is it? Is it a non-talking point until you prep for the cadets? It'll be mentioned during our banquet after this. <laughs> uh, we uh, we want to live in the moment. Um, we know that uh, we know that those things are in front of us. But if we play hard. Uh, then we can celebrate those things. But right now, uh, we're only worried about the what's in front of us, and that's outside. All right, buddy. Hey, congratulations on the big win. Congratulates the guys on a big dub. It was tremendous seeing them uh, pull that one out, particularly still with, with how young you are and having guys play above their grade level. So congratulations, Coach. Good luck coming up against South on the road on Friday. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. That was Coach Byron Pickens of the Wayne Generals. His team, 14-4. and four this season six straight wins back-to-back -back wins over blackhawk christian and homestead and the wayne generals sit now six and one in the sac atop the conference they hold the tiebreaker over homestead and they are tied with concordia but the cadets and generals will play next friday in what will be a big game but wayne of course coach pickens saying it we're, we're not thinking about concordia yet because we have to take care of business against Southside. Southside. Just three wins, but you cannot judge that team based on their record because they have a good win on the road against Marion. That's a double-digit win Marion team. They played Homestead tough, only lost by three on the road. They only lost by six to Concordia. So 
that's a team that can clip you if you're not ready. And Coach Pickens has to make sure that his young group is ready to play in what very much could be a trap game between Homestead and Concordia. You have smack dab in the middle of it a south side archers team with just three wins, but still extremely, extremely dangerous. That's going to do it for us, everybody, here tonight. Thanks to Byron Pickens, head coach of the Wayne Generals. Jeremy Rausch, coach of the Snyder Panthers, joining us, and we kicked it off with Bob Lapidot, head coach of the Garrett Railroaders as the Railroaders prepare for regional play coming up on Saturday against undefeated Twin Lakes. That'll do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hockey night in Fort Wayne coming up at 9 o'clock. Listen in to the game tonight between Carol and Leo. And we'll catch you next Thursday here on 1380. Podcasts by Federated Media.